Welcome to the Drive Deeper Podcast, where we gather together on your morning commute to dive deeper into the scripture and give you a word to meditate on the rest of the day so that you can walk closely with the Lord during your busy week. Today we're going to be diving into Mark chapter 7 and really digging into our own hearts and looking at what are the things that truly distance us from God? What are the things that make us tainted, unclean, that that cause us to sin, that make us stumble? You know, in Jesus' day, he and his disciples really stood out from the rest of the religious leaders and their following. In the beginning of chapter 7, it says, When the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews did not eat unless they washed their hands properly, holding to the traditions of the elders. And when they came from the marketplace, they did not eat unless they washed. And there were many other traditions that they observed, such as the washing of the cups and pots and copper vessels in dining couches. And the Pharisees ask, Why do your disciples not walk according to the traditions of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? The Jews were obsessed with cleanliness, with what they considered to be holiness. They did not want to be defiled because to be unclean, to be defiled, was to be unable to draw near to God. In the Old Testament, there are processes to cleanse oneself so that they can come before God. And so what was meant to be a helpful thing to help help the Jews realize the cleansing that they truly needed and how nothing that they could do could give them a continuous state of cleanliness turned into something that they expanded far beyond what it was meant to be and made it about something that it really wasn't. So the Jews did not want to consume anything that would defile their bodies. Imagine that it was dirt on your hands, that if this entered into your body, this made you unclean and unable to come before the Lord and worship him. So you would be certain that every time before you ate, you would wash your hands thoroughly so that you would not be defiled by what enters into your body. And you'd want to do the same thing with all of your utensils and the type of food that you consume. Or if you go to the marketplace, you go out into the world before you come back to your home, you would want to cleanse yourself to make sure that your personal spiritual life was not tainted by what was outside of you. Now, can you see where the focus is improperly placed? Jesus is going to point them to their own heart. 
Your heart is the place that you need to look. If you want to be clean, if you want to not be defiled, if you want to have have purity to come before the Lord, first of all, good luck on your own. Good luck without the Messiah who is going to make you clean and clothe you with his righteousness. But if you want to practically work on becoming clean, becoming pure and holy and blameless and righteous before the Lord, stop looking outside of you. It's not about what kind of food you eat. It's not about what kind of company you keep. It's about what's going on in your own heart. Jesus says this in verse 20, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. This is what makes a person unclean is what's happening within their own heart. I can't help but Think about the passage in James that says, when anyone is tempted, don't blame God because God is not able to tempt because he cannot be tempted. Instead, when you are enticed by the own passions that are within you, the own lust, the own desires that are within you, these desires give birth to sin and eventually this sin, once it is conceived, gives birth to death. The problem is not without, it is within. If we want to live a life that is more like Christ, we need to stop worrying about other people. We need to stop worrying about our circumstances because ultimately all of those can change and you will remain unchanged. If you do not change what is within your heart, if you don't start untangling the knots that are within your heart, it doesn't matter what is without. Your defilement is always going to come from within. This is why it's so important to look within our own hearts, to see what our desires are, to see what our beliefs are that that are improper, to see what affections are, are misplaced and are going places besides the Lord. Because ultimately the problem comes from within ourselves. We live in a culture that is not comfortable taking responsibility. All of the problems are other people's problems. We are great at fault finding when it comes to other people. We can see clearly what is wrong in other people's lives, what is wrong in other circles' lives, or the way that they conduct themselves as a group. But when it comes to self-examination, we're blind. We are absolutely blind. Because it is far easier to point the finger at somebody else and convince yourself that they are the problem than to look in the mirror and really dig deep into your own heart to see where these issues are truly coming from. We need to stop blaming other people and take responsibility for what is going on in our own lives. It's easy to point the finger at our family when our patience is running thin or to blame how much sleep we got that night or that we're not having a great day or it was a long day at work. It's always something else's fault that justifies the way that we're living. 
Do you see how this is exactly the same way the Pharisees were thinking? The problem is not me. The problem is what is outside of me. And when I come into contact with that, that's when the wrong really happens. That's when the issue happens. That's how the issue occurs. The problem is not me. It's them. It's that. But if we're being honest with ourselves, we are the ones responsible within those situations to act properly and time and time again, we fall short. Imagine if Jesus used the same excuses we did when we fall into sin. He says, man, it was really a long day of ministry. I'm healing people all day long and the disciples were just so irritating. And so I blew up on them. But the problem was them. I mean, I know I sinned, but it was their fault. I mean, you could never imagine this. Jesus existed in a fallen world, in a fallen body that grew tired, that grew weary. And yet Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says that while he was tempted in all the same ways that we were, he never sinned. Why? Because his heart was pure. So it didn't matter what circumstance he found himself in. It didn't matter what sort of external temptation existed. It didn't matter what sort of company he was in the midst of. Jesus' heart was pure and therefore he did not fall into sin. Jesus never fell into sin even though he existed in all of the same scenarios we walk in day by day. So how do we live into that? How do we become more like Christ, which is not just not doing the things we know we shouldn't, but doing what we should. Jesus Christ was not only perfectly sinless, he was perfectly virtuous, which means that at every moment of every day, in each opportunity he had, he always did what was right, what was most God-honoring. He always followed the will of God. What does that look like in our lives? I tell you what, it's not the monastic route because if you go out into the middle of the desert in a locked 10 by 10 room where you never see anybody else, you will still struggle with sin. The problem is not out there. The problem is within. So we need to take the time to seriously look within our hearts and see what is going on within so that we can properly respond to what is outside of us. So that when temptation comes, we know the desires of our heart and we can stifle them. We can push them down. We can deny them over and over again and be like Christ. We need to be willing to work on our hearts so that our lives can reflect the glory of God and shine the light of Christ in this world. This is not going to be easy work, but I hope and pray that you are willing to walk this road with me as we seek to be more like Jesus day by day. But that's not going to happen unless we're willing 
to take up a shovel and dig deep in our hearts to see what needs to be removed. Thank you.